Scarlett is the runner-up of The Apprentice 2019, the, the Lord Sugar's Apprentice. She's a successful businesswoman. She's the founder of Harper Fox Partners. And she has just acquired quarter of a million pound investment from the Lord Sugar, like the boss, the ultimate boss, Lord Sugar. Scarlett, how do you feel about it? <laughs> I'm feeling, no, really, really positive about it, to be honest with you. Really excited, really positive, and just looking forward to getting stuck in now. Um, but definitely some pressure as well. But pressure's always good though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you find that you work better under pressure or are you the opposite? Yeah. No, better under pressure. Yeah. I actually just think I put myself under huge pressure, even if there's no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got pressure on this. I'm like, oh my God, this needs, this needs to be done now. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, I would say better under pressure, definitely. Yes, okay. But you know what? If we can just take it to the beginning, because the investment yeah. is literally the last part. So we're going to come back to that. But the first part is that you decided to take part in the apprentice uk last year did you have to apply mm -hmm. for it 2019 2018 what's the process like it's a pretty lengthy process to be honest with you um it's probably oh i'm trying to think now about a six stage process i think so yeah it's a pretty extensive process and it's sort of like an initial application and you kind of filter through different auditions um but yeah the, the, the main reason that i applied initially it was kind of on a whim and i was just sort of last minute it's about 10 minutes before the applications close and i was like i am gonna do it i'm gonna send off for that um i was where i was working i think they closed at 11 o'clock and i was just working really late because i've not long started my business at that point so i was working yeah. till like 10 half 10 and i just finished and i was like actually i saw it come up the advert like was the last day and i was like i'm just gonna do it so i just carried on and quickly did it that's literally yeah. what happened and it was more just as a like oh what you know what a fun interesting challenge rather than any sort of seriously thinking that i was gonna do it <laughs> yes <laughs> so literally you went into it with the mentality of if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't just try and you look yeah i kind of went in, like of course i would have want you know i wanted the opportunity to be yeah. on the show um, but I sort of just went in with the, the thought process of, oh my gosh, what an interesting challenge this yeah. would be. I'm yeah. going to apply for it and yeah. just see what happens. So it was yeah. very, very much in, in, in that kind of thing. Yes. So, you know, when you actually, so now you're in The Apprentice, you've received the amazing news that you've been chosen. Is it 12? 12 contestants? Is yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, 12, yeah. So there's 12 of you. You're now in it. Is it exactly like you thought it would be? from what you used to see on the tv <laughs> no it's much harder <laughs> it's much harder <laughs> you know we're, we're all there as audience members watching it and you're like why are they doing that how stupid yes. are they if i was on there i'd do this but you have like, no google no mobile phone no time oh. no sat nav device no, no. mapping device no calculator so all of a sudden you know like 49 times 7 isn't as simple as it would no. ordinarily be like you reach for your mobile phone or no. you think what what you know what is in the south of england and you ask them, is it the north is it because you've not had to think about these things for no. most of us since we no. went to school yeah so that's so why you use your phone as well no 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 you don't even know the time or the day never oh, mind you're joking me no no so it's completely it really is you know you oh, are the picture is on. 
yeah the pressure's on and you are just put on the spot constantly now I didn't mind that I quite enjoyed yeah. it actually but that's why sometimes you or other people can look like what on earth yeah. are they talking about why have they made <laughs> that's why <laughs> oh well Scarlett you sound so excited and talking about it for those of you that haven't watched it you need to watch it and if you have watched it you will agree with what I'm about to say Scarlett came across so well she stood her oh. ground always super articulate and you just always demonstrated clear leadership skills and the importance of teamwork also you're a team player is that something yeah, that you developed sure. in there or is it something that you've slowly developed throughout your career maybe I know I, I think that I've been um, in the world of work since I was 16 and I'd, well, I had a part-time job at 14 but in the world of work since I was 16 and I've been leading and managing people for probably since I was 18 so for quite a long time mm -hmm. so uh, yeah I think probably um, I think I'm probably a little bit of a natural leader actually which I hadn't always realized but mm -hmm. teamwork's really important yeah. you just want to get the best out of you and the people that you're working with and actually in the how you know in, in sort of on the show that's actually really key but aside mm -hmm. from that I think that's just key in general isn't it oh yeah definitely teamwork really does make the dream work I know it sounds cliche to everyone but especially when you actually realize that you've got different skills that you can bring to the table with different team players. You can actually utilize their strengths and their weaknesses and really just work together to mold and you can learn so much from one another. But um, yeah, you touched on that um, you had a part-time job at 14. I had a job at 14 as well. Whenever I tell people, the first question I get, was that legal? And I was like, yeah, it was legal. I had a pay slip and everything. Well, what was your job? I'm intrigued. No, I was waitressing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know C&B, you know Silver Service at a hotel. So it was yeah. the first time I remember. I remember saying to my mom, like, I really want to work now. Like, everyone else keeps talking about, like, earning money. Like, I want to earn money. And my sister was doing, like, the weekend jobs as well. At the time, it was just a weekend thing for her. So my sister's, like, five years, my senior. So she was doing it. And she was like, okay, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like taking my little sister along, mm, no, maybe not. But eventually I convinced her and my mom to let me. And Scarlett, I never looked back. I never looked back. And the skills, the customer service skills that I gained there have guided me throughout my whole career. Yeah, it's those, it is those early jobs, isn't it? I, I agree with you. What I was were you doing? Yeah, I was the milkman's assistant, so I don't. I think okay. yours seemed like it was a more important <laughs> job. <laughs> yes, mine was like waking up at like three in the morning to help deliver the milk. But what, what? I did see though was, yes. you know, you'd work a million hours and earn like twenty pound, which you were so delighted for. But yes. the biggest house is because it was outside of obviously where I lived, and you kind of travelled a little bit. The biggest house, I didn't even know people lived in houses like that in the UK. <laughs> so it was really inspirational for me. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. when I'm older, yes. I'm going to have a house like that, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So that was probably the biggest learn that I had was, wow, yes. you can live in a house like this, you know. Yes, absolutely. And you know what, just mentioning that, so you seeing all of those houses inspiring you, would you say your yeah. upbringing has played a part? in the woman that you are now today and just being so ambitious and driven 
yeah definitely yeah definitely I come from a really matriarchal family um lots of women lots of very strong independent women um nobody was married or yeah it was just all the mums really together yeah. and um yeah I mean my own mum she worked really really hard lots of hours all the time so yeah that was a big inspiration so I always kind of hard work was was I think just in my DNA because I, that's all I've seen you yeah. you have to work really hard um and then I always wanted to do really well because you know you watch sort of you know family struggle and things like that and you think gosh they work so hard so um that sort of inspired me to want to do really well and I moved out younger moved out at 16 so I had to go in you know go into the world of work and I had to earn money and that's the biggest motivator of all because when you're thinking yeah. I might not be able to eat <laughs> all, of sudden, all of a sudden you are ready to work long yeah. days <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know the lessons that you've learned along the way you've got two beautiful yeah. little girls uh -huh, yeah. you're passing down some of those lessons and do you think do you think you want them to follow in your footsteps especially career-wise I think I want them to do what they want to do I think that's important um do I have I passed down some of the lessons yes definitely so I often find especially my eldest daughter like mm -hmm. she wants something she tries to pitch to me sometimes mm -hmm. they put a presentation together <laughs> they think of like their USPs and I'm like yes you are my yeah. daughter yes. um, <laughs> yeah yeah they've, they've definitely picked that up but, but I think the biggest thing that I really try to install within them and that wasn't um hmm that that yeah that perhaps I didn't always feel when I was younger mm. is that you really can be anything that you want to be there is no limitations no matter what gender you are no matter what ethnicity you are no matter what anyone says to you yeah. that's probably the biggest thing that I've actually kind of I've really observed myself mm. and just noticed and this is just myself but just felt maybe that that there can be some suppression Mm. um especially sometimes amongst senior females and i'm just so keen that that not be the case let's be the change and part of that change is really empowering my daughters as the next generation to yeah. really see and feel that um and that you can earn that money you know you can mm -hmm. earn those high salaries we don't need to sit here which mm -hmm. i think that the generation above me you know within my family they've, they've done well very very intelligent women but actually i i, I sometimes felt that they limited themselves and actually yeah. in hindsight yeah they're incredible you know yeah so it's interesting so yeah that's probably the biggest the biggest thing for me it is and it, it is interesting what you're saying because it's something that I always say just even about my own mum I look at her generation I really admire them that with the amount of limited resources that they had how in the heck they were able to raise the children that they were able to raise and raise us so right and as you know being a parent there's no manual to being a parent so I often look at her and I just think how in the world did you do it and also if things have yet to change so much now in 2020 for us as women I think of them back then you know and and then I think of the things that they were unable to pass down to us because often they didn't realize their worth because they weren't taught to have self-worth they weren't taught yeah. that they had power within them as women or just yeah. even as humans. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and I think a big element of that is, and this is just my own upbringing and what I saw around me, was just, it was just a lot of, of single mothers raising children. And it's just really hard to, 
you know, climb a career ladder, look after children, juggle work, juggle money. Ju it was just a, you know, a lot of that and a lot of, a lot of hard work, a lot of a hard lot. work. And, a lot of yeah. hard work. And, and it, so, it is so a cycle. Said, it's yeah, and they did it. Even with all of that. And that's why I feel like they are so brave and oh, so yeah. inspiring because they absolutely did it. Even through all the bumps and bruises, they did it and they're here and they're smiling. And look at us, we turned yeah. out all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we turned out absolutely fine. But Scarlett, tell <laughs> us more about Harper's Fox Partners. How did that idea come about? Why recruitment? Yeah, so I've been in recruitment um, now for ooh, probably the last seven or eight years. Um, and they ultimately always knew that I wanted my own business, but I wasn't sure what that business was going to be in. Um, and then you, you have the struggles of life, don't you? Like I mm. said, I moved out younger. I had my daughters young as well. Um, so there's all those financial pressures as well. Um, but ultimately um, made the decision to start Harper Fox Partners just shy of two years ago. Um, and we specialise in placing senior leadership across the engineering and energy markets globally uh, with a passion for placing senior female and diverse talent. Okay, great. And why did you get into that, especially with, it's STEM, isn't it? Um, yeah. STEM and also just, you mentioned diversity and females. Yeah. Why that specifically? Yeah, so I went into STEM just because I work for a big, large recruitment company. That's where I kind of learned the skill set. Um, and it just so happened that I joined the engineering team. It was mm -hmm. as simple as that. Uh, but actually, I felt really passionate about it very quickly. Yeah. You know, I had this love of, of engineering in a world I just didn't even really understand, you know, at all, yeah. um, which was very, very appealing to me. So that was kind of the, the core engineering side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then I suppose the diversity element was just because I noticed in the industry I was in both recruitment and engineering that it was just really white male dominated yeah and I felt that myself mm -hmm. <laughs> I noticed very quickly there weren't many females at the top especially females of, of any kind of ethnicity mm -hmm. and yeah I wanted to 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 break that mold I suppose or certainly be part of that change um and actually you know in fairness to the industry it was something that the industry recognized and we're trying to work out how do we attract um more of this type of talent into our businesses we know it's more um, engaging we know it's more profitable we know it's it, it's it's a more successful working environment to have a more diverse working environment yeah. so i suppose we just sort of tied together the two passions and um and yeah harper fox partners was born that is beautiful. Just to touch um, briefly on, on the STEM, um, from, from my own little experience of STEM, um, Scarlett, I've noticed that, you know, even at university, the courses, engineering, for example, I feel like it mm. starts with our education because I've noticed that with the courses, it's a lot of males in the classroom. So I didn't study engineering, but whenever I've, I've looked at the engineering classrooms or just saw them in the groups, it seems like it's targeted more towards males so I feel like there's almost maybe there was a stigma to it before that it's more of a male thing to do and females should go in other fields yeah, is that kind of the case 
Yeah, so and, and I think that's changing. There's some fantastic mm. kind of, you know, innovative projects and STEM X is a fantastic one to touch upon um, that are really trying to encourage different talent pools into engineering and manufacturing. Um, but ultimately, you can't be what you don't see. And actually, yeah. if the lecturers and the teachers are all male, then it's most likely, like a football team, it's most yeah. likely that you kind of tend yeah. to boys gravitate mm. because that's all we've ever seen. Yeah. And women might go to ballet. I, I know I've been really stereotypical. Yeah. Because so no, that's sort of happen. Yeah. It so it's you know, yeah. So it's all it's almost uh, sort of female socialization, really, isn't mm. it? So it's it's kind of well, actually, let's change some of these people at the top. Let's um, bring in more diverse talent in terms of teaching. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, if you and I sort of uh, saw this incredible female tutor, actually, might we have rethought our interest in engineering when we were in year eight or nine? Yeah. potentially we might have yeah. so all of a sudden the appeals have changed and that's why yeah. it's at every single level so important um yeah and I don't think it's, it's not necessarily anyone's fault I think it's no. just a, a case of making you know everybody aware that actually these are really interesting places to sit and be and we can sit within these industries if we want to and do incredibly well yes representation representation definitely matters and it, we are slowly but surely moving towards that and I mean Harper's yeah. Fox Partners is here for that. And with Harper's Fox Partners, how are you attracting this diverse talent and ultimately helping move this innovative area that is STEM because it, it's so innovative? Yeah. So yeah. how how are you using your platform and your business to ultimately move that forward and just um also just get the new talent? Yeah, a, a number of different things. I mean, we work with quite a few charities. So we're starting at kind of that, that ground and that education level, which you touched upon earlier. Um, but for us, it's a lot about talent attraction. It's about mapping. It's about finding people. Mm. Um, it's about trying to encourage them in a different way. So for for example, the language that we might use with our male candidates and our female candidates might be slightly different because it mm-hmm. just, we're different genders and different things appeal. Mm. Um, about looking at businesses and working with the businesses and looking at succession plans and development plans and flexible working all sorts of different um elements really contribute mm-hmm. um, and just having more of an awareness as well mm-hmm. you know we, we do we do some some really positive work with birmingham chamber of conference around that so yeah there's a, there's a number of different elements um that it, it, it all brings in the results which is, yeah. which is most important and, and brings in change Yes. No, no, that's amazing. Um, just briefly about the investment that you have received. So with yeah. COVID, the last time we spoke, um, I think you mentioned briefly that the apprentice, will we be getting an apprentice this year? It doesn't seem like we are going to be getting an apprentice. No, no so, so I don't think so. If we say that you've won the apprentice, I feel like you've done even better, Scarlett. You know, so many people <laughs> have gone in and out of that boardroom and they've been runner-ups maybe they weren't the runner-up but they haven't come out um gaining any investment outside of that boardroom with lord sugar are you the recruitment company under his um, portfolio at the moment yeah yeah that's right so we're the fourth recruitment company um but we specialize in executive search so we specialize in all senior um recruitment so that's different i suppose to the other companies that we have um which is which which works really nicely um but no i'm i'm really kind of delighted with 
with how things have panned out in terms of of the investment and and so forth um, but in answer to your question no i don't think they are doing an apprentice this year no. so i keep having people say congratulations <laughs> but they keep thinking i'm the 2020 winner <laughs> but you've done even better scholar you need to write a book for the rest of us literally outlining what it was the steps that we need to take as ladies to do what you've done because you've done even more literally oh, no, i'm trying i'm trying we're all trying together yes we are but with the quarter of a million so what's the future going to look like for harper fox partners now moving forward yeah so we're going to expand the office so we've opened a new office and we're going to expand that and that's in birmingham and um, we've got a small office in london um so it will be that we, we'll have another site as well on top of that and we're just bringing more people so more employment really for the area that's really kind of the key elements mm -hmm. and, and i mean we're, we're literally it seems like we are entering a recession so more than ever recruitment is going to be something that's so essential for so many people so yeah more than ever it, it's a great field for you to be in yeah absolutely absolutely and you know i think there's no doubt about it the industry has definitely been hit during covid um but actually you know we know that critical roles will be important and then it will be trying to gain the right skill set so no we're, we're looking forward to what the rest of the year brings no that's amazing scarlett before i let you go you're on the courage and purpose podcast so i need yes. to ask you about courage and purpose what would you say purpose looks like for you do you feel like you're living in your purpose right now and if you are what does it look like yeah so i i think about this all the time because i'm obviously a sad person so I, think about, <laughs> I think about purpose a lot um and and actually i'm still working through that so i know that actually the things Okay, just in summary, it yeah. took me a while to understand because everyone's always searching for their purpose, aren't they? I assume, yeah? I know why. So, I, I feel like I found oh. it, but it's, it's a process. It's a process, and I think it's a changing one because we evolve, and that's okay. Yes. We want to do that. But I, I've started to realise that purpose lies in the gifts that you've been given, and actually, the things that you're naturally good at are probably the things you should be doing. Now, I've been fighting those things. I'm like, I will be at this. I will do that. I am going to break my back and do this. That doesn't yeah. come naturally. And then I've and then I've realised more recently that actually perhaps I should really tune into some of the things that I'm actually just naturally quite good at and it's yeah. okay to be to, do, to say that and feel that um so for me I'm very passionate and purpose is about obviously it, it is about equal for equal it's about kind of empowering women no doubt about it um I'm very passionate about empowering women, I think, professionally, but also personally. So I am ambassador for a charity that specialises in domestic abuse uh, recovery programmes. So it's certainly all around around that piece that's really, really kind of, of interest to me. Um, and then the rest of it, I'm just still trying to involve in all honesty. Yeah. <laughs> because you're only human. You are only yeah. human and life is about evolving. The woman you are today... Yeah you're going to evolve within the next year, within the next five, 10 years. And that is what part is part of life is. So that makes sense. It does. What yeah, about yeah. courage? I feel like you're courageous. I, I don't even feel like I need to ask you this, but your courage shows just by you going on The Apprentice, that is huge courage. And dealing with Lord Sugar 
is very courageous. So are you, would you advise other people to be courageous? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah, I would definitely advise people to be courageous. I think you have to step out. You have to be bold. You have to follow your gut instinct and do the things that you want to do. And it does take courage to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but funnily enough, you know, for all the professional things that people probably deem and think, gosh, that was a courageous thing to do, even starting my business, you know, going on The Apprentice, all of that stuff. Yeah. It was courageous, but actually I think it's some of the more personal things that I have found to feel like, whoa, those are courageous steps. And it's made some of the business things feel, yeah, like it's okay to kind of take it. Take, so it's funny the things that do impact you differently, I suppose. But yes, be courageous. Yes, be very <laughs> courageous people. Listen to her. Be very yes. courageous. Step Stop out, be bold. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. We had a little technical difficulty and Scarlett is not only courageous and when she actually discusses about empowering women and, you know, some people talk the talk, but they don't actually walk the walk. I can tell you that Scarlett does walk the walk. She's very kind because she was very <laughs> kind with me with a little technical issue that we had. And she could have given up, but she said no. And she made sure she stuck to her word and she walked the walk in empowering women. So from woman Aww. to woman, I thank you, Scarlett. Thank no, you. Thank you. The podcast. It's been amazing speaking to you. Oh, you too. No, thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me on. <laughs>